Good morning and welcome Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group and our toll-free number 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And man, welcome to Friday in what a Friday it's looking to be. Uh, gold's up right now, silver's up a little bit. Uh, the Dow's up big today. Again, this is another one of these dead cat bounce uh, rallies on the Dow. Uh, big news breaking uh, about a half an hour or so ago. The Supreme Court has overturned Roe versus Wade. It was six to three. Uh, I'm sure this weekend is going to be. Uh, well, hopefully peaceful. We'll see what happens on that front. Jason and I filled in for Kevin LaRusso and Common Nonsense. And Jason, we are playing Catherine Austin Fitz in our interview, uh, with Greg Hunter at USA Watchdog. It, man, I'm telling you right now, if, if you didn't hear that first two hours, go to 1360KHNC.com. That podcast, it'll be up later today. Uh, and tune in and get it, but but Jason, we still got more. She, we didn't get all the way through uh, Catherine Austin Fitz, so we're going to continue this uh, on the Patriot Radio News Hour uh, and maybe even into the half empty cup of Joe. Correct. And so, so if you're looking uh, at the website and, and and people here that don't use websites to to get content, but you, you know you, you know how to get around. You have a computer. Yeah, you, you go to 1360KHNC.com, you click on podcast. So the first two hours that we ran is going to be under common nonsense, Kevin's show. We've got the Patriot Trading News Hour podcast. We've got the Fake and the Truth podcast. Uh, a lot of the other shows here on, on the uh, on the radio station are podcasts at that place. There's so much content that you can go to. I mean, you don't have to just listen to the, uh, the radio station 24 hours a day to get up to the day. You can also say, hey, that one show I heard last week, I can't tell you how many times, what was that thing I heard? What was that thing I heard? Well, not all of our content is podcast, but a lot of it is. You can go find it by clicking podcast and scroll down to the show you're looking for. So common nonsense in a few hours. You'll be able to get the first two hours. And now we got the Patriot Trading News Hour, Joe. We can uh, run a lot more of the Catherine Austin Fitz. we got another 22 minutes. We It's, it's an hour and five minutes on the way you know, from uh, Yeah, and, and just a quick recap. Uh, Catherine Austin Fitz has no doubt... Uh, she used the word war uh, when it comes to the food supply. She believes uh, this is being deliberately done. Uh, she referenced uh, the Indonesian tsunami and how a week ahead of time all the insiders uh, pulled out of uh, these these bond markets that hardly ever trade. There's and, and over no news and 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 how they knew a week ahead of time that it was coming. And she says the same thing's happening, uh, with the food supply. Uh, look no further than Bill Gates. I've, you know, people in North Dakota woke up. They're all up in arms today about all the farmland, uh, that Bill Gates has been buying up. But, but Catherine Austin Fitz, uh, is convinced that, that this is deliberate. Same thing with COVID, the vaccines. Uh, she talked about, uh, the piece of the pie. She, she said this is set up to ensure you aren't going to get your piece of pie. And if you do get a piece of pie, and she's talking about like social security, pensions, your 401ks, your IRAs, if you do get a piece of it, it actually won't buy anything. 
That's right, Joe. That's that's what I've been wondering is uh, is is an inflate an inflation cycle uh, to to get themselves uh, balanced with the debt that we're we're heading with uh, in, into. Which mean what what that really means is people that are well off or doing okay will end up in the lower class, and those in the you know, let's just say the the movie movie stars and the rock stars and the you know the the sports stars. Well, they'll they'll just be well off. You know, hey, you're making ten million dollars a year. Well, it's, that's really good. You'll do okay, but it's not like what $10 million did for you uh, five years ago, right, Joe? Yeah, it's not going to be uh, retirement money any longer. And and really just a, a, a picture where she goes back. She actually went back into uh, the mid-'90s during that Clinton era. And remember, you had that call for balanced budgets and all that stuff. And she said they couldn't get it done. They couldn't get the votes. They couldn't get uh, the American public. The desire for handouts outweighed uh, financial, uh, you know, really, I guess, financial health, if you will. And she said from that point on, they just went the other way and said, "Okay, well, forget it. In that case, we're just gonna we're just gonna hand out money left and right and and create this inflation inflationary cycle." The one thing she did say, she said, uh, especially about the, the the food supply situation, she only gave really uh, two answers to that. The other answer, besides you know control and all that, was uh, depopulation. That's that's right, Joe. And and I'll say this, I uh, I don't think Joe Biden and the Democrats are really going to have to pass any tyke, uh, tax hikes in the next few years. Uh, if they do, you better look. I mean, that's going to be Armageddon, because what's happening is is a lot of people are getting pay raises to try to keep up with the inflation, and they're being automatically taxed heavier in the higher tax brackets. I can't tell you how many customers Joe I've talked to recently saying that they're moving too close to the next tax bracket, and it's, it's not a good place for them to be. Well, you don't have to don't have to pass a tax hike, Joe. If uh, you just inflate everybody into those higher tax brackets, right? Yeah. Well, I I, I will say this: that's going to work for a year or two, and then after that, because of the debt levels and what's going to be needed just to make interest payments, uh, I, it's not going to be enough. Yeah, it's it's not going to be enough. If they tax more, Joe, just like everything else, the more money you make, it's not enough. Yep. The more money you get taxed, it's not enough. This is what inflation does. Absolutely. Well, we'll come back from the break. Joe's going to put uh, put us in here, and we'll uh, we'll do more of the Catherine Austin Fitz interview with Greg Hunter, USA Watchdog. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason, and and as promised here, we're going to get to the rest of Catherine Austin Fitz. Uh, we gave you a kind of a brief recap of of the first two hours. Uh, Jason, let's pick it up. All right. They're choosing now. People say to me, "I have no money." You know, I have neighbors in Hickory Valley who have no money, and they garden and they grow a lot of great food. Yeah. You know, in World War II, we started the Victory Gardens in in the United States alone, and it was all throughout the English-speaking world, but in the United States, in two years, 40% of the fruits and vegetables were coming out of Victory Gardens. Whew. Wow. 
Right. So if you look at the power right now, if you look at who's centralizing the economy, it's us. We're going to work every day and with our money in the banks and in, in our money in the stock market, we are financing and building the digital concentration camp that we will be imprisoned in. And we have the power to stop. You're not a fan of Bitcoin, and boy, has it been battered. I mean, uh, what was it like last year? Sixty reached a peak of something like sixty-four, five thousand dollars a unit, and now it's—is it still above twenty thousand or around twenty thousand? Yeah, it's still above. It's. I think it's about the last time I looked it was about twenty thousand eight hundred. But here's what I want to say: generally, when these kinds of pump and dumps happen, Greg, the IRS auditors come in. You know, they are not far behind. So if you did taxable trades at 68,000, you know, last November, if you did trades or swaps or sales at the high, please make sure that you have all your documentation and you have escrowed enough money um, to pay your taxes. Because, you know, I I think there's a reasonably good chance we're going to get a wave of audit. And I'm, it's unfortunate, but I have a lot of people tell me they haven't kept good records of their trades. And... And, you know, they haven't necessarily escrowed their tax money, particularly on swaps, because they weren't doing sales, they're doing swaps. And you run a problem when you get this kind of dump that the taxable swaps you made, you know, that created a tax liability, the tax liability is now more than your total position. Yeah, boy. So, so I just want everybody to think about, now, here's the question, because I, my intuition tells me that they haven't finished pumping crypto. Um, I could be wrong, you know, because they could be ready to do a complete roll-up if you look at how aggressive the Fed is, is being. The logical thing is to put in place the regulatory structure you want and then take it back up again. So, you know, so I wouldn't necessarily, but I've always said to people, if you're, you know, I don't do crypto for a variety of reasons, but if you're going to do crypto, please make sure you play from your winnings. And, you know, when you hit the highs, you claw it off. And, and don't have your principal at risk. Wow, Joe. I mean, did you hear what she said there? That, uh, hey, uh, maybe the reason they hired, she did say the number, the 87,000 IRS agents is because well, a whole bunch of smart crypto guys uh, made their millions and they're, they're off uh, enjoying their life. And uh, here comes the IRS. And, and boy, will that uh, put a real dark cloud over cryptos when the, the digital currency comes in. Well, you know, it, it's worse than that because really what you were saying is if you had these swaps and you're in the cryptos and, and some of these swaps happened at the at the highs, that 60,000-plus range, uh, you've got to shell out the taxes, in, in, but you look at your positions, you still had these positions. Well, you don't have the money now to make those uh, the, to pay those taxes. So, yep. uh, a, a lot to be seen here on, on the on the crypto side as well. But again, it was funny. She said, you know, again, one of these things. Oh, this is this is par for the course. They love to do this. They they pump it up, uh, and, and and then they send the tax man after you after they've whacked it to make sure they've taken all of your money. Crazy man. That's one of the reasons I really didn't dabble in it too much. I looked at it, but it's like you know, man, it's just just looked like it looked like a minefield. And boy, every time anyone talks about it, it sure seems like a minefield. Let's let's continue with her thoughts. 
Uh, and gold. I mean, gold's looking okay. I mean, it's 18 and change. It actually, the big sell-off on Thursday, it actually went up 14, 15 bucks. Uh, of course, that's small change, really, in the grand scheme of things. But still, it's at 18 and change. Uh, do, you, do, you, do you like gold? Is it just for a core asset? So, I mean, I know you need so, that enough to drive the guards at the border, but do you right. like gold? So, so there's... There's a I divide gold. If you if you come to Solari, there's a you can pick it up on the search. Um, I have an article called "What Percentage of My Assets Should I Hold in Precious Metals?" and it goes through it. But it, essentially, I divide gold into a core position and an investment position. I always like gold for a core position. You know that is the gold to bribe the border guards, or you know it's your central bank insurance from from this kind of inflation. You know I also like it as an investment. Now it hasn't performed that well this year. But certainly, it has performed well relative to bonds or stocks. Yes. So, and so, yeah, so I think yep. silver, of course, has, has been you know much worse. It's down there in the, you know, they probably need the silver for all the tech stuff. But, um, but I I like precious metals as an investment right now. Um, but if you go into precious metals, any real asset at this point is going to be subject to enormous volatility. So just you need to understand what you own and why you own it, because, you know, you don't want to get shaken out at the worst moment. So um, so I think gold is, and silver are, try, you know, it's funny because as silver keeps going down, I keep buying more. And, um, uh, you know, so so I think the, uh, what can you, I say? Did I, you folks think, take note of that? You, please, I just want to make, this is instructional. As silver mm -hmm. keeps going down, I keep buying more and more. This is from somebody that managed a three hundred billion dollar portfolio. Right, but I'm, I'm not making I'm not making huge purchases. You know, I'm just I know, I'm but just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just telling people, listen to who's saying Well but here's the thing. There's no magic bullet. Right. In other words, there's no financial solution for a political problem. We have a political problem and there's no financial workaround. Not gold, not cash, not whatever. You know, the solution for a political problem is a political solution. And and if there is no rule of law and they pull in the guns, they're going to take your gold. They're going to take your silver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So so there's no place to hide. And that's why, you know, I really want, if you look at all these wrap-ups we've been doing, Greg, the point is to help people see the problem. I want them to see the iceberg while there's still time to turn and while there's still time to organize with each other and do something. And a lot of people are frozen in fear. It's like the guy who's holding onto the rope for dear life, not realizing the ground is a foot beneath his, you know, his feet. You know, we can do this. We can change this. We can turn this. I don't care how extraordinary, you know, I don't underestimate all the weaponry and power. But I'm just telling you, they are few. We are many. And you cannot run the whole planet just with fear and lawlessness. I mean, the the you know my love for the story of Gideon in the Old Testament. You know, the Gideon is a shepherd and he throws the Midianites out of Israel. And in the story of Gideon, you know, divine authority is working through Gideon and his army. And it's the divine authority that does it. But the Midianites kill each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cannot run a planet with this level of psychopathy. And, you know, if we I have to tell you this. You're going to appreciate this. Normally, in, we do these quarterly wrap-ups. We have a news trends and stories section. And the goal is, with a few hours, you can know everything that's going on for the quarter or the year. 
without wasting a huge amount of your time. So it's really for busy people. But um, I finally created a new section. We have we have two parts, and each has sort of ten. They used to be the ten top stories. We changed it to the ten top war fronts because we wanted to focus on actions. What are the actions you can do to protect yourself? I created a new category because there were so many stories that fit into this category. I wanted to just prune them out because I want you to focus on inflation and the fact that you've got to deal with skyrocketing food and energy prices. How are you going to do that? How are you going to organize to do that? You know, how are you going to take action? That's what I want you to focus on. But we created this section called Bizarro World. Because if you look at the number of stories about things that are going on that are beyond bizarre, you know, I want you to get bizarre world out of your life. So I don't want to inject it into your life. So we're putting it in a separate section where you can, you know, if you want to see what's going on in bizarre world, you can. But um, anyway, things are bizarre and it's going to get much more bizarre. Well, like the uh, congressman in Illinois, his 17-year-old daughter dies at home and you know, was, was she robbed? Uh, was she was at home? Or was she freebasing meth? Was she uh, injecting heroin? No, 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 no. She just died. We want our privacy. And it's like you're protecting so, your abuser, which is the drug manufacturer and the FDA and CDC, for killing your kid. Right, but I, Greg, I believe... So Andrew Wakefield just gave a great interview. He just published a new documentary called Infertility, a Diabolical Agenda about the sterilization of women with secret ingredients in Kenya using vaccination. It's a frightening example. And and he was giving an interview and he said, according to the CDC latest statistics, 72% of Americans do not have, reject either, if they haven't had an injection, they reject the first. If they've had one, they inject, reject the second. If they've had two, they reject the third, and so on. So you're at a 72% injection rate. And one of the things he said, which I thought was the most perceptive, he said, that reflects a profound decline in trust. And he said, the important thing about that trust is that's trust you can't get back. You said that, they, 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 Ed Dowd said that 210 million Americans have been injected, you, at least once. Do you think I that don't that, believe it. You think, okay, explain why you I don't, don't believe, believe it. Explain why you don't believe it. Because I think the distrust of government and the healthcare system is greater than that, particularly in the heartland. You would give it and what? What percentage? I don't, I don't know. 50-50? Less than 70%. Uh, I, you know, my guess is, if I had to guess, it would be 50%. But I also think among the people who did, the regret is surprisingly high. I mean, the you know, I hate to say this, but the people who've really done, you know, have given a lot to this society or all the athletes who've had to retire, who've died, you know, who dropped on the field. Because people love sports and they've been watching an incredible number of athletes just drop dead or collapse. And, and you know, it just on and on and on and on. And then, um, you know, when when you see people who are that healthy in amazing athletic condition, when that happens to them, it's very, you know, it's very shocking. Uh, are they, so, like Justin Bieber's face is, I'm sorry, and I'm not making fun of him, his wife, 24, 5 or whatever, he has strokes, 
blood clots. Uh, are they going to be able to keep this hidden and they keep up with these goofy Baghdad Bob um, uh, ex explanation, you know, sudden adult death syndrome, which is, we don't know, it's a mystery. A mystery. Are they going to be able to keep doing this? I say no. I say that, that we're just about at a point where people are like, this is dangerous. We've been well, screwed. but here's the thing. I, th I think for it to fail, there needs to be much more understanding in the general population about the mind control technology that we're dealing with and how dangerous it is and how to protect yourself. You know, we have a section in Take Action called Loosen Technology Script on Your Mind that Corey Lynn wrote that's fantastic. And, you know, so part of, you know, for risk management, we all need to get effective at dealing with this stuff. So, you know, I never underestimate their ability to manipulate. But I'll tell you a very interesting signal. You know, there was a real effort to roll out and push monkeypox. And there's an old expression and sort of old uh, thinking that, you know, if you're going to push one of these things, it has to have, you have to associate it with weird animals or exotic animals and, you know, from far, far away like Africa. So monkeypox is sort of the classic uh, sort of op. But within 24 to 48 hours, you saw all these pictures going around the Internet of Bill Gates with dollar signs and jokes about monkeypox. And what went was not monkeypox, uh, monkeypox, what went was monkeypox. And it just, you know, it just skyrocketed everywhere and it couldn't go. It just... They couldn't get it to go. Money parks, yeah. How about that, Joe? Yeah. Uh, well, we've been talking a lot about Bill Gates uh, all day today. Uh, so you know this has been the plan all along. We'll be right back. Welcome back. 800 uh, we're, we're listening to Catherine Austin Fitz. We still have a few rolls of Silver Eagles at 695. Not very many, but we got a few. And then it just, uh, I, I just lowered the price of our dimes, quarters, and half dollars as well. Uh, so the dimes, $117.50. Uh, the quarter is $235 and, and now the half dollars at 255 as, uh, Catherine Austin Fitz is saying, yeah, I, but silver goes lower. I just keep buying it, Jason. That is right, Joe. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's refreshing to, to hear somebody's like, you know what? It's gone down and, and there's going to be a lot of problems all over with the economy, but, uh, you know, she's buying, she's telling you what she's doing. I, I'm glad that, uh, Greg Hunter, she, she, she didn't want to get the, uh, it, you know, the attention that Greg was giving her, but, you know, he's like, look, this is somebody that handles, you know, millions and millions of dollars for people. She's buying silver as it's going down. That's so that billions, right? Billions, yeah, you're billions. right, billions. And then, Joe, she said something else. I want to play this. It's a, it's a, it's, 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 from, it's from a Disney movie when Disney saw some responsibility. It's from the Pixar movies, but she said something earlier about, because uh, we're always hitting the doom and gloom, but she says something that is, is, it is possible. I doubt that it's going to happen in the near future, but she said, look, there's more of us than there are of them. She talked about the war gardens, how within two years, most of the produce was being uh, produced by people's, uh, people's backyard gardens. And I remember my grandpa and grandma that uh, served in World War II, they had one of those gardens. They had, they had a garden. It was a little tiny. They didn't do a lot, but they had a little garden. I remember picking the carrots and eating them when I was a, a little kid. So, uh, but she said there's, there's more of us than there are of them. And she, that's an absolute fact. There's more of us. Than there are of them. Then the whole point is, is, well, how many of us 
are actually going to wake up and, and, and figure it out. And she's saying she's saying she's she's skeptical of the 206 or 220 million people that are vaccinated. She thinks the numbers might be large. She doesn't have any facts. She didn't she didn't say anything definite. But in this piece, and, and this is something Jack cut some time ago, and I always forgot that, that it, you know, we play it once in a while in faking the truth. But but, but listen, to this. this is uh, this is James Woods. James Woods, the the conservative actor that's been uh, blacklisted from from Hollywood, he's playing uh, the character Hopper, and they're talking about these these ants that are are maybe standing up to check check this out. There was that ant that stood up to me. Yeah, but we can forget about him. Yeah, it was just one ant. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's just one ant. Yeah, boys, they're puny. Hmm, puny. Say, let's pretend this brain is a puny little ant. Did that hurt? <laughs> nope. Well, how about this one? Are you kidding? <laughs> well, how about this? You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? So, Joe, that's that's kind of what what she's talking about. That there's a war going on, uh, and it's, it's you know it's about their way of life, right, Joe? Isn't that just kind of typify exactly what's going on? That any emergency can happen at any time, so that uh, their way of life can be preserved. Doesn't matter what we do, right, Joe? You can't let you can't let one of us step up, right? Yeah, and I think that's why they made such a huge push with with, with the COVID thing. And I, and I agree with Catherine Austin Fitz. I think they're overstating how many people really did get vaccinated. And and I will tell you this: I know in my friend group, the ones that did regretted it uh, almost almost without exception. Uh, no one made it past ra- after round one, right? They weren't lighting up for rounds two or three or four or whatever. I don't even know what round we're on anymore. Uh, and, and again, this is, this is something where if we're going to really invoke change in this country, we've got to stand up. And what they're doing, they're really making it hard. All the division thing, but you know, we talked about the Roe v. Wade decision. Another thing to divide us, right? The, the, uh, you know, for Black Lives Matter, LBGQ and, and all these other Me Too's and things, they want to keep us divided because if they keep us divided, right, th- then, then we're distracted and we, and we can't, uh, stop them from doing what they want to do. Precisely, Joe. Exactly. My, my, uh, my wife, uh, has a cousin who was vaccinated. Uh, you know, we're, we're a year and a half into vaccinations now, so it's, we got a little bit of history here now. And she's uh, recently started developing some some weird rashes, and then I forget the exact name of it, but she went to the doctor. Hey, doctor, help me out! And they identified it as a certain kind of rash. And then Brooke and uh, her cousin looked it up, and it's like, oh, what are the cause of this? Uh, severe problems with your immune system. <laughs> That's what causes it, Joe. I mean, it's, I mean, this is what I think. This is what Catherine Austin Fitz is saying. It's what a lot of the guys, like Steve Stars and other guys, are are telling people. Alex Jones are saying, "Look, you guys, 
you guys, we're, we're in for it, man. We're in for some, some crazy stuff happening. And, you know, it's starting to bubble up, Joe. If you're looking around, there's some weird. You have the friend that died. I mean, there's there's a lot of this stuff floating around. It's like, is it really going to continue to get worse over the next couple of years? I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we're going to find out. And, and I just, uh, you know, and I'm watching uh, the, you know, she talked about victory gardens and all that stuff. Well, guess what? Here's one way you can't plant one. If there's water restrictions, right, and and I think that's what's coming uh, to the west. I mean, there there's uh, this article that was out about uh, Lake Powell and Lake Mead, and I've kind of uh, been touching on it a little bit here and a little bit uh, there. But the, the dramatic drop, and I'll just just to give you uh, some perspective, uh, they have a picture of this boat that was it had sunk. And, uh, the boat engine was kind of sticking in, you know, the boat was sticking straight up and down. The engine was in the, in the bottom of, of the lake bed. On May 22nd, they had a picture of this boat, which was now, uh, most of the boat was now visibly sticking out of the water, but it's totally surrounded by water. Uh, on June, uh, June 14th, so about 20 days later, now the the water's almost all gone. The boat itself is now a puddle where the uh, engine is, but the, you can just see dry lake bed around it. By June 19th, so five days later, you can't see any water at all surrounding not just the boat, but all around the boat, the water uh, simply disappearing. And they were saying uh, that that the lake uh, was losing over almost uh, over a foot every seven days for like the last three weeks. It's just, just incredible uh, what's happening. And with water restrictions, Jason, right, you won't be able to plant your food. You won't be able to plant your victory gardens. Patriot Radio News Hour. We're going to be back with more Catherine Austin Fitz. 800-951-0592. Gold's up to 1832. Silver's up 15 cents at 2120. U.S. Silver Eagles. The last few rolls that are remaining here at 695. Uh, basically when, when they're out, the price is going back. Listen to this. 760. So save 65 bucks on, on the rolls that are left here. I also took down the price of all of our junk silver today, uh, in honor of Catherine Austin Fitz, who's been, uh, continually to buy silver here. Uh, rolls of silver dimes, right? You get 50 silver dimes, 117.50. Uh, rolls of quarters, 235. Rolls of half dollars, uh, $255. Uh, we still got 10th ounce gold, too, at $240. You know, they, they talked a lot about bribing border guards. And it may not be the border of Mexico and Canada that they're talking about, Jason. That, that's correct. I, when I've had discussions with, uh, you know, all the, all the different reasons why you should have gold and silver with customers or, or potential customers, I always bring up, uh, you know, just a matter of history. Uh, a lot of the Jews that were trying to get out of Poland or get out of uh, Germany before before and during World War II, uh, it was it was an ounce of gold that got them through the border, the border guards. That's that's just a matter of of fact in history. 
That's uh, a lot of people save their lives with gold. You can you can actually, when things get crazy, save your life with a piece of gold, Joe. And so it's uh, another reason why you just got to have some. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Jason, let's go back and and play some more of Catherine Austin Fitz. All right. And somebody told me there's a new emergency meeting. Uh, where was it? Where they want to change the name? That's right. Because <laughs> it's racist. Oh right. Something no. like that. Something stupid. It, they they're going to change the name because it won't go. Yeah. It's a joke. Now. That's why our most powerful tactic, Greg, is just making a joke out of all of this. The other thing is, you know, I, one of the things I said, I did a, a message to the Solari Network at the beginning, at the end of last year, right at Christmas time. And I said, one of our top goals for the year was to reach out to anybody who'd been harmed by COVID, whether it was the lockdowns or the injections. And I said, that's our army. Those people are our army, and we have to help them. So I, you know, we've all had to look in the mirror and say, I was the patsy. There are a lot of people now having to look in the mirror and say, I was the patsy. I remember when I had to do it, it's hard. And and those people need our prayers, and they need our understanding. And they're an army. They're our army. They can help us win. I think there's a lot of Democrats. You know, just, I, I want to wrap it up with this. is this uh, woman that uh, in Texas in a... Very blue uh, district, uh, one by seven points, but it was one by thirteen points before. So it was a twenty-point swing, and it's that's it, this has got to be their big fear of the Democrat Party is how how are you going to hold on to all these Democrats? You GOP gone. Uh, the uh, the uh, independents uh, you got twenty four or five percent. You're losing your own voters. They've had right. enough. I'll tell you, one of the people who's really impressed me tremendously over the last two years is Naomi Wolf, Dr. Naomi Wolf. And she just published an article about, you know, I was, my parents were beatniks. I'm from the left. And you better own a gun. I own a gun. <laughs> you know, she did a whole thing on gun control, which was fantastic. And then she did that right after, you know, she was part of collecting up all these volunteers to go through the thousands of Pfizer documents that the Texas court required to be disclosed. She came out and wrote a thing. She said, this is genocide. Yeah, babies. You know, so so uh, it's funny. I saw a great uh, interview with her and Kennedy about six months ago where they were saying, where'd all the progressives go? We think we're still progressives, but they've all gone. What happened? It was it was very poignant. But I, but you see these unbelievably brave, intelligent Democrats who are just following the science and the facts. Uh, the fake science. And, oh, well, no, no, the real science. No, the real, the real science. 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 Naomi Wolf and uh, JFK Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, uh, right. I, I, and, they, and they can't believe that they're alone in it. You know, it's like we 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 thought we were part of a group of people that believed in science. Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, Cliff High, um, brilliant guy, uh, early on said uh, his research says uh, you know this is very unusual. Nineteen of twenty Democrats took the shots, uh, and of that, Antifa and Black Lives Matter at a hundred percent. Now the non-Democrats, non-Democrats, independents, Republicans, whatever. He says that's about three fourths didn't take it. Okay, yeah. You can you imagine uh, when these Democrats are going to wake up to? Excuse me. Uh, what community really was never used. It was approved but never used. Uh, you, wait, I've been poisoned. This is all experimental. They lied to me. Can you imagine what's going to happen with Antifa?
Joe, and what I think is going to happen is they're going to unveil some sort of a story and blame something else. That's what's going to happen. And, and you know what? I'm, I'm, I was a little suspicious of this red wave that's going to get elected in the midterms and in 2024. Well, what's the red wave going to do once they actually have the power to change yeah, things? I, I, I'm not convinced there's going to be any change uh, unless we get the right people. And the problem is uh, the Republicans do a very good job of making sure the right people don't get on the ballot, right? This, uh, this, yep. this, this whole system they have in place. And, and, and the realities are when we're, we're, we're looking, uh, at this, this is the power, uh, of the government. And, and the realities are if you really truly followed the science, people wouldn't have done it. Right, people would have been taking ivermectin. They would have been taking hydroxychloroquine. They would have been doing uh, these other things instead of. Uh, but 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 again, they rammed it down our throats, and and you got guys like you know Bill Gates coming out. I mean, let's face it, even at the 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 end of it, you know Donald Trump had warp speed and and was saying you know I I, I created the vax. I mean this 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 was a huge uh, a huge step for them as far as how far and how powerful uh, they've actually become. Joe, Joe, and what I like that uh, Catherine Austin Fist said at the beginning of that last piece, she's like, well, you know, money uh, money parks, humor is is a really great way to fight this thing. And look at how they've actually been sort of attacking humor recently because it seems like the humor is a good way to, uh, to get people to wake up, Joe. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Yep. 800-951-0592. Some economic data out as well today. The, or well, I guess yesterday. The stress test of banks came out. Uh, they all passed, right? Of course they did. But some interesting things of note. The two weakest banks. JP Morgan Chase and Bank of America. So the two, I believe the, the, the two biggest banks in the United States, uh, a lot of commentary, Jason, that, uh, a lot more loan loss reserves are going to need to be added and that the banks are, are going to face significant headwinds, uh, in this rate, uh, environment, this interest rate environment, which normally higher rates helps banks. Uh, but, but due to this inflation problem, Jason, they think that loan loss reserves are going to have to go significantly higher. And it's kind of interesting that two of our mammoth sized banks are the ones that uh, had the lowest scores on the stress test. Makes me wonder if those were the two that were causing the problem back in 2019, Joe. That's that's what the first thing that comes to my mind. Is I wonder if those are the ones that were uh, causing all that repo problems back in 2019, and then here comes coronavirus, right? Well, you know, you, you brought up an interesting point about that because Bank of America was one of the, you know, because we got a hold of, they actually had written a letter to Jay Powell and really to the Federal Reserve. This was back in like May of 2019. And remember, this was when uh, we had a few rate hikes with Janet Yellen, right? They were doing the quantitative tightening. I don't know if mo- most people remember that. That was the balance sheet. Remember, the balance sheet was like $4.2, $4.3 trillion. And they were trying to sell off some of these bonds. And B of A was writing a letter to the Federal Reserve essentially saying, what what the hell are you guys doing? There's going to be a huge problem. You need to stop this. Of course, the Fed didn't. 
And then all of a sudden, to Jason's point, we had that huge bond scare at the end of 2019. And all of a sudden, uh, interest rates were back at zero. Quantitative uh, tightening went into more quantitative easing. And, and for good measure, they threw coronavirus on top of that so they could really cover it up. See? I mean, like I said, Joe, I don't think very much of this as an accident. I think a lot of this is planned out, pre-planned out. And a lot of times, uh, I think even on the bigger players, Joe, and there's going to be some bigger players I think are going to lose on this thing. Uh, it's, it's a game of musical chairs when it comes to the bigger players. You know, they're not going to crush all those big players, but uh, there might be one. Well, yeah, look at last night. Bear Stearns lost. Yep. Lehman Brothers lost. Right? There's going to be uh, a lot more. There's going to be more losers. It's, it's a game of musical chairs uh, when it comes to the bigger players, and there's a chair or two missing, Joe, when the music stops, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be more than one chair. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I think Absolutely. so, too. But uh, they'll, and then they'll be and, and let's face it. Here's the sad part, though. For all of us, we don't even have a chair. No, we don't have a so chair. We, 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 we just lose. We have to pay to, uh, a price to, to watch it happen. We, we have to pay a ticket price to watch it, Joe. That's what, that's what we get. We, we get to be a spectator at the sport of uh, a couple of bigs uh, being uh, eviscerated. And, then of course, the, the bigs that are left. They all just get incredibly bigger, don't they, Joe? Yeah, and you talk about, you know, Catherine Austin Fitz was talking about mind control uh, early on. Uh, the New York Times is out now saying they're worried that big tech won't censor enough during the midterm elections. How did we get here? What happened to freedom of speech?